Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. I invite you to remain standing for the gospel reading which comes to us from Matthew's Gospel, the 11th chapter, verses 28 and 29. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was playing soccer the summer after fifth grade, I pulled a muscle. I ignored the pain for the rest of practice, not really thinking, why does my hip hurt? Only that I should ignore the pain and keep playing. That is what we were taught, keep playing. I went to soccer camps, practices, games. Every once in a while, my hip would act up, but I learned how to wrap it, stretch it, and keep playing. But then, in ninth grade, four years later, I learned an important lesson. It's okay to take yourself out of the game. When you cannot perform at your best, You're hurting the team. Eventually, a game came, and my hip started acting up. And for the first time, I pulled myself out of the game. From that moment on, if my hip hurt, I knew to stop playing and stretch it. But the damage was already done. 13 years later, I'm still dealing with the replications and will for the rest of my life. And this is just one of several injuries. My body was telling me to stop, to take a break and heal. And I kept going. Our bodies tell us when we need to take a break and to say, I'm tired, but how often do we listen? Often we say we have done more, so we can keep going. Other people have dealt with more, so what right do I have to complain or to stop? But when we start comparing to other people, no one comes away happy or feeling better. There will always be someone who has dealt with more. Sometimes we just need to say, it's okay to not be okay. Honestly, we don't even realize how far we are pushing our bodies until we are about to crash. We might think that it's just from a hard week not realizing that it started a month ago or even years ago. Children tell us when they've had enough. 
when they need to stop for the day. Children speak their mind a lot. It is exactly what they are thinking and feeling at that moment. A feared phrase is, I'm tired. But why is that feared? And why is there a bribe ready to go? Is it because the rest of the errands won't get done? Or because it puts a dent in the plans for the day? How often, as we get older, we want to say, I'm tired. When we, then we turn around and think, we have to keep going. If we stop now, then things will just keep piling up. We can't afford to take a break. But what would it look like to say, I am tired? In society, we are expected to be robots, moving from one thing to the next, running ourselves ragged, then go to sleep and get up the next day and do it again. Until one day, we look up and say, where did the time go? There is a meme going around that says, Jesus slept during the storm. Peter slept in prison. Daniel slept in the lion's den. Elijah slept while running from his executioners. No matter the circumstance, you should take a nap. The Bible says so. We might read this and laugh, but when you really think about it, the people in the Bible did not keep going no matter what. When they were in physical danger, they slept. When we think a person should be alert the most, they laid down and trusted God to take care of them, and they rested. God will take care of us, so we need to let him. And that means letting go and just seeing what happens. This looks different for everyone, and even at different stages in life. In the book of Ecclesiastes, there is a list. A time for everything. A time to weep and to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. Recognizing what season we are in and what it is that our bodies are looking for is key. God is there every step of the way. But our bodies are not the only thing that we need to listen to, but our mental state also. In seminary, not only are we taking a full course load, but we're working in ministry. Our classes are not just physically exhausting, 
but emotionally exhausting. We are constantly having our faith questioned and learning about some deep and heavy topics. We come out having a stronger faith and a deeper understanding of life, but it breaks us down in the process. You learn very quickly, ministry is not done alone. And this includes passing classes. I cannot tell you how many times I have gone to a classmate and broken down or said, I need help. Or they have come to me. I would not have passed some classes without them and they would not have passed without me. We come saying, I am tired. I need help. One of the things we are taught at seminary to help us is to keep a Sabbath. When most hear this word, they associate it with going to church. In the Old Testament, it was used to describe a day set aside for God. If we go all the way back to the beginning, to the creation story, the seventh day was a day of rest. So what does rest look like? It can be a time to rest our bodies, but it can also be a time to rest our minds. Sometimes it's going before God and spending the day with him, laying out everything. Sometimes it's going to an art festival or staying indoors and watching a movie while eating your favorite Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Sabbath looks different to everyone and it doesn't have to be the same each time. Another way of describing it is a mental health day. My Sabbath can mean I cleaned my room because it got a little out of hand because of classes. It can mean I go hiking. It can mean I listen to music all day, write in my journal, spend time with God. I want you to think about what it is that brings you joy and refills your soul. When scripture speaks of the soul, it is the Greek word for life, the deepest level. So Jesus is giving us rest at the deepest level. Saying, I am tired, is not just a physical need. Sometimes it requires saying, I am tired of blank, controlling my life, of the silent battle I am facing. There are many kinds of silent battles that we face. Mental health is not something to brush off. As I have grown to understand my anxiety and gone to God about it, I have come to be less anxious about everything. And people struggling with mental health are not to be blamed. God can be part of the healing process. 
person struggling with a mental illness does not mean that they are unfaithful or that they are less than who they are meant to be. Everyone struggles with something. And God is ready to receive us into his arms as we are on our own personal journeys. In 1 Peter, it says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. He knows this life is not easy. In Matthew, we have a direct invitation to come to Jesus. What he asks is that we recognize our need for help and be willing to accept his yoke and that we learn from him. Part of accepting this invitation means that we are admitting up front that we are not self-made woman or man, that we need him in our lives, and he has been a part of our lives since before we were born. Something I have been on a long journey for is knowing what self-care looks like. This can look many different ways. A piece of advice that someone always hears with self-care is being able to say no. This is an important aspect, but there's also the other side. Sometimes you should say yes. Yes to having that piece of chocolate. Yes to going on that retreat with the friends. Yes to stopping and smelling the roses. In the verses just before this passage, Jesus lifts up an infant as an example because of their wonder about everything. Having wonder and experiencing God's creation can bring all kinds of joy and it can bring us closer to him. And denying yourself can be just as harmful as not saying, I've had enough. A great quote to go by, by Parker Palmer, if you're trying to figure out, what should I do? You cannot give what you do not have. And something I also want you to remember is that when you give your burdens to God, it does not mean that the burden will go away, but it does mean it will become easier to hold because he is helping you. He takes the weight off. There is a type of prayer called affirmation prayer where you write an affirmation about a challenge you are working to meet or a struggle that you need strength to face. You start off with saying, I am. One that I created when I first start, heard about this prayer was, I am filled with your calming presence and I will rest in you. The beginning has the two most powerful words in the English dictionary, I am. It is what we use to describe ourselves. I am confident. I am beautiful. I am. 
When God talked to Moses, he called himself, I am who I am. God is all that we are. In this world, we are taught to be competitive, but our God is not competitive. He's not looking for the person who holds out the longest. He is looking for the one who comes to him saying, I am tired. Please help me. As you go out in the world, know that God is with you and he wants you to place your burdens upon him and that you to be able to receive his love as you go out. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.